You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Peter's here to answer your questions. Oh, it three thirty three ninety nine one zero three is our text number. And Pete, it's always a case that you know we always care about our animals and we uh, try and feed them. We give out to the kids, we walk them, and all that. At least I do. Um, and say so you want to, the dog to to cuddle, but you know there's a bit of extra work goes along with it to feed them, bring them out for walks, um, make sure they're happy, play with them, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the questions we get in is all to do with sort of care for our animals, etc. But what you're discovering on the TV show is something entirely different. Well, um, it's a animal A and D special that's going out on TV three next next when next Tuesday night at ten o'clock. Um, and anybody who's interested in animals, and indeed everybody, I would say everybody, regardless of their interest in animals, should um, try to watch this program. It's basically looking at the puppy farm problem in Ireland, and as well as that, the stray dog stray dogs being put down in pounds those two angles it's basically looking at how um, Ireland neglects its dogs and it's a really detailed investigation of the problem and um, I saw a preview of it myself today and it really is shocking stuff And Can you believe that this still goes on because there was the um, expose of this in Northern Ireland and indeed parts of the Republic mm. is it a year, two years ago? Well do you know what, it was way back 2004 2005 What's that puppy farms were first highlighted and it was at that stage um, thanks to pressure from the public and indeed the work of animal welfare groups um, there was a first of all a report by the government into the issue um, that put forward some suggested answers and then the government sat on that for a long time doing nothing then finally thanks to the Green Party's pressure um, there was a bill passed through the Doyle last year called the Dog Breeding Establishments Bill but the problem is and this is highlighted in the programme next week that bill has not yet been signed off by the Minister of Environment so what that means is there's still no legislation to stop people having puppy farms it means that under irish law you can do what you want with dogs behind closed doors you can you can have 200 dogs in a big shed with no air no light no water put out for them and um they could be breeding away a bitch could breed like 10 litters in her lifetime she could be sitting there as a shivering physical wreck and nobody can do anything about it because it's not against the law so this is highlighted in the programme next week Pete there's a text in here that says vets must know where these puppy farms are because a lot of vets go in and out of farms you know to visit cattle and sheep all the time so why don't well, they discover them it's it's one of the things that you'll see on the animal A&E programme on TV3 next Tuesday night is that these these aren't obvious um dog farming areas um one of the places they visit is just a, looks like a, a bungalow on the landscape in the countryside and they go around the back of the house and there's some sheds they open the shed door you might expect to find garden machinery or something in there and instead of that there's dogs in cages so it's often hidden and it's you know i would say imp- impossible for somebody to find unless they literally go up and open the door so i i, I you know I, I mean there must be some there must be some that the, the vets do know about of course there would be but again the point would be that under the current legislation even when the vets know about them they can't do anything the, the people think that there's um animal protection laws in place but they're not very good at the moment all they do is they stop you from physically hurting animals so you can half starve them you can you don't need to give them exercise you can leave them in dirty wet pens and that's not against the law it's only against the law if you physically injure them and that's why the new legislation is so much needed and that's the the point the strong points can be made in next tuesday night's program 
there was a huge lobby against it because of the Greyhound issue. What was that? And what, what uh, in a way, jeopardised uh, the aspirations that you had? Well, yes, the, 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 the Greyhound lobby would, would say, look, um, breeding of Greyhounds is quite different to breeding of pet dogs and therefore greyhounds should not be included and indeed it was one of the concessions that was made was that greyhounds are not included in the bill as it is and indeed one of the reasons for the delay in the law being implemented is the fact that an agreement was made that a new greyhound health and welfare law should be put in place at the same time and that new greyhound law is halfway through the senate at the moment and so one of the things that has to happen is for that to be hurried up through the Senate, through the Dáil, and then both new laws can be put in place at the same time. So, I mean, when when that is all finally done, um, and I hope it's done very, very soon, it will be a step forward for, for dog welfare in this country. But, of course, that's only the start of the process because you still have to then say, well, who's going to implement it? You know, are, are local authority vets going to take the right actions against these dog breeding establishments? And how do they find them anyway? And, you know, there's all sorts of issues that will come in then. But still, the bottom line is, at the moment, even when they know there are puppy farms there, they can't do anything about it because there's no law to let them do anything about it. And the first stage is that the government have to bring that law in. in. The, do- the law that's gone through the door, it's all been agreed on, it has to be enacted now, it has to be signed off. OK, um, a piece from the programme. They, they lead what can be described as a very short, sharp and brutal life. We sincerely hope that Minister Hogan will sign the commencement order for the Dog Breeding Establishment Act as soon as possible. The presenter of the programme on TV3 is Andrea Hayes, who's here. Good morning, Andrea. Morning, Jacqueline. Lovely to be here. Wicklow woman, of course. Absolutely, yes. Delighted to be here in my local part of town. It only takes me five minutes to get to the station. It's great. Uh, a shocking story, though. Well, it was interesting because um, we started to do Animal A&D, which is a family programme. It goes out around 7.30. But as we were filming it, we noticed that there was a darker side um, to a lot of the cases that the ISPCA were investigating. And we have a couple of one-hour specials. One is on the equine problem in Ireland and the first one as Pete mentioned which is going out this Tuesday night at 10 o'clock is on puppy farming and I think it's important to say at this point to your listeners that a lot of people I met on the road thought puppy farming was quite a nice place to have a dog and you know a puppy farm is lovely and light and it's not. Puppy farming is just a name that's been put on this problem. But your neighbour could have um, a large amount of dogs breeding in the back garden and you wouldn't know. And I think for the first time, Irish viewers are going to see footage of these actual puppy farms. And I know, Declan, they're going to be shocked because I was shocked. And even Pete is a vet and I'm sure you've seen quite a lot of things over the years. And he was shocked at the footage. And it's important that people see this to know that this is happening all the time, particularly around Christmas time. A lot of young children want animals for Christmas and if you're thinking of buying a little puppy for your for your boy or your little girl or something like that be aware it's buyer beware know where you're buying the puppies from because a lot of these animals when they go home they're going to have a lot of medical problems because they've been born into just horrendous conditions I mean it's absolutely awful it's it's going to be quite shocking I think on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock Are they mixed breed or is there pedigree? Um, there was some pedigree lots of pedigree dogs there was some mixed breed we found um, at the start of the year there was a lot of Bichon Frise which seemed to be the dog of choice what was shocking in one of the places that we went into, there was a few larger dogs and the larger dogs hadn't got the room to stand up. So when they were brought to the National Animal Centre, because we rescued them, their legs and all of the muscles in 
and their legs weren't developed properly because they'd just been crammed into these tiny pens. So could you imagine if you brought a little puppy of that nature home and if, if it, you know, these are quite large dogs. They just weren't properly exercised. They didn't get fresh air. They weren't socialised. And they were really, they'd have to go to a special home because they'd mm. need special care. How much can be made on these? Um, we're talking like about 500 euro per um, some of the puppies. We went into one place that had over 70 puppies, which we took away. And they estimated that they would have made over 10,000 euro on so this. So there's an incentive to do this? Well, the whole thing about this is that these animals um, aren't being seen as animals. They just have a price tag on their head. I mean, it's totally for monetary reasons that they're mass breeding these dogs. The poor little mums, um, you know, the, the bitches, the, the females are just breeding dogs over and over and over again and they have such a miserable life and these little puppies are just taken away now it, Pete mentioned something very interesting and I wanted him to tell you about it um, he just um, looked after a dog of this nature earlier on this week and they were saying that they bought it at the side of the road and this is the oldest trick in the book isn't it Pete? It's, it's classic because what they what they say is listen we're you know, you're based um, in Wicklow. We live over um, down north near Cork. It's a long way for you to come. Sure, we'll meet you halfway. And that sounds very handy and very convenient. But the problem is, it means that you have no idea whatsoever as to where the pups come from. Mm. You don't know what the parents were like. You don't know what the background was. Um, and it means that if there's any problem, as there happened to be with this one particular dog, um, if there's a problem, you can't talk to the breeder. And with this one, they phone the mobile number and it just goes dead. Mm. And this particular dog has a major problem that's going to actually, it's going to, it's going to cost, it's a particular problem it has, it's going to cost thousands of euros to sort out. And um, in many instances, people would, would have to have such a put, put down because they couldn't I don't afford to, to fix it. I advertise the, the places where you can get these dogs, but mm. I mean, is it not known um, when people uh, look for a dog that the background of the dog is actually from these farms? Absolutely not. I mean, well, where, uh, uh, what would happen I'm is. I'm in this dilemma. Where, well, where are they advertised? But I don't want you to tell. Oh, no, I mean, it's fine to know. Uh, dogs are advertised on many different websites in Ireland and you'd ring somebody up and there's always another person who'd answer the phone. Like there's a number of people operating these sort of establishments. There might be a lady that answers the phone and she would tell you. And in fact, the house that we went into, Declan, in the front of the house, there was two little dogs in the garden and a lovely little pen. And from the outside, I said to the guys from the, um, the ISPCA, I think we're at the wrong house, guys, because look, there's a lovely little dog in the garden and this house looks lovely. And as Pete said, it was only when we went around the back and I was so scared to, I actually felt bad on those people that we were there because I just said we've got the wrong house but when we opened that door and saw over 70 dogs crammed into that small kind of brick room I was so shocked I couldn't believe that this same but house So, How did you find them and maybe authorities didn't I know what Peter's saying but uh, the sanctions are not that great but at least you found them Well the ISPCA had been told that there was a man that just seemed to be um, uh, breeding a lot of dogs but they couldn't quite put their finger on where he was breeding them um, and a lot of times as Peter said they just don't have the I mean this guy was very cooperative with us and he allowed us to go into his property and he allowed us to have a look because would you believe Declan he did not think he was doing anything wrong he, he he didn't feel anything for animals. He didn't think that this was a bad way to handle animals, to have them crammed in, not feeding them, not giving them light or socialisation. He said they don't need socialisation. Sometimes people are quite ignorant to what an animal really needs. And I think it's very important that we highlight this in the programme on Tuesday night and just kind of show people the stark reality of what's happening. And it could be happening with your neighbour. You know, you might find out that somebody next door is breeding animals to you and you wouldn't have known. OK, so it's Wednesday, it's uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, night at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock on TV3. You hang on there, uh, Peter, going to 
to uh, go to a short ad break and then um, visiting the county today, presidential candidate Dana Rosemary Scallon. Pete, because you were here and uh, we had Dana there with her campaign visiting Wicklow, but somebody was very nice to uh, text in a question to you that I just want to deal with this week. Yes. Uh, just to acknowledge it. And it is a newly found fear of dogs because uh, this particular person was saying, My daughter loved dogs recently, but she's out walking uh, with the grandparent in a forest park and a greyhound uh, jumped up on her and grabbed her cheek. Now, luckily, it was light and the, it was probably more affection than anything else. But the young child became really scared of this, especially the big size of a greyhound. And uh, this particular uh, person was saying, you know, hold on a second. You know, why should dogs be off the lead, even if it is a forest park? Well, every owner has a responsibility to make sure that their dog is under effective control. That's what the law says. Uh, and so as far as that person's concerned, the person charged that dog did the wrong thing. Uh, it's really unfortunate for the girl. And what she has to do is she has to now work her parents have to have to work with people who you know with with very gentle calm dogs to get the child used to dogs again because i know some people have a lifelong fear of dogs and it's a terrible thing to have it's very disabling and very unfortunate dogs are meant to be an asset they're meant to be good company you know they're nothing to be afraid of you know yeah, but off the lead, you know? Well, it's okay for dogs to be off the lead as long as it's under control. And it sounds like that particular dog wasn't under control. And so that definitely the person who let the dog off, off, let the dog do that was at fault. And, you know, that, that's their responsibility. Yeah, is there more? Is there some law sanction against this? Yeah, basically, that they, they broke the law by doing that. So if you wanted to take action, you'd have to... That's enforced by the local dog warden. You'd want to call the local dog warden, tell the dog warden what happened in the description of the dog, and they would see if they could then contact the owner and ha- take some action against the owner. But that's what would have to happen. It's quite difficult in a one-off incident. It's easier if something's re- somebody's repeatedly doing that, then then it's easier, to, if you like, to, to catch them and to, and, and to address the issue. A one-off incident is very difficult to actually do something about. All right. Uh, mm. Thanks, Pete. There's a few more questions for next week, but you're rushing off somewhere. Yeah, I'm going off. There's a demonstration happening. Not that I, somebody who often goes to demonstrations, but this one did um, catch my attention. Um, this week is Feral Cat Awareness Week in Ireland, and people who are very motivated about dealing with the feral cat problem um, were, were joining um, joining together outside the Doyle in the middle of Dublin at half past 12, between half past 12 and half past 2 today, just to, to, to make it known that we're concerned about feral cats and we'd like um, more attention to be paid to that particular issue. All right, uh, keep us informed of that. I'll let you know next week what happens. Okay, thanks, Peter. Thank uh, Peter has a website which is petethevet.com, and actually, 